Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm your host today. Thank you for tuning in with us. It's our pleasure to welcome you to the program and uh, we're inviting you to be part of this program today. You can send us a text message to 04-888-808-11. This is the number where we'll uh, also use it a little bit later for you to uh, request the offer which we have for today. And uh, please don't be shy, don't hesitate to uh, come along with us uh, during this hour and share maybe some thoughts and or you have a question in regard to the topic which we are going to address uh, in, uh, in, uh, in the next um, hour. I would like to welcome to our program uh, today our co-host. And again, this is David Lima from Family Voice Australia. David, can you hear us? Yes, Nick, it's wonderful to be broadcasting with you once again. That's wonderful, David. I know that, uh, you know, um, uh, we, we will still wish to have you in the studio, but we are so glad to have you over the phone. Uh, where are you now? Still in Port uh, Gasta? Yes, Nick, still in Port Gasta. Oh, beautiful. Uh, David, it's um, a privilege, you know, to be able to talk to you and broadcast together because we have a very interesting um, topic uh, for the whole week, um, actually. But the question which we are going to address today, it's about uh, how do I grow in media responsibility? Now, the reason we are going to ask this question is because we address already a few questions uh, so far uh, during the week, like, uh, uh, do biblical Christians have a media problem? Or uh, do the scriptures speak to a media-obsessed age? What about mild violence and even soft porn? How do I guide my children through the media Jungle. Those were just few questions which we asked and talked uh, about. And my dear friend, listening today, if you miss some of those programs, you can always uh, go back and listen on demand. You can go, uh, the easiest way will be to have uh, Faith FM Australia app. And then uh, it's very easy to find our programs there. Or otherwise, if you like to go to faithfm.com.au and uh, listen on our uh, uh, podcast uh, section there. Now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, our co-host today is David Lima from Family Voice Australia, and David is the director of um, Family Voice Australia here in South Australia and for Northern Territory. David, is that right? Yes, that's exactly right, Nick, although it's very hard to get north of the South Australian border to go to the Northern Territory, so mainly operating here in South Australia. Mm, okay, yes, and in, in particularly in these days, you know, when uh, you never know what it's coming up, you know, like in the last few years, you know, all restrictions and things like that. I mean, thank God that now borders are open, but uh, you're right. It's uh, it's a little bit uh, hard and you have plenty of work to do here in South Australia. I know you are a very busy man and we always appreciate uh, your time coming with us, uh, David. 
Thank you, Nick. Now, just before we are going to talk a little bit more in details about this question, uh, which I mentioned before, do you have anything uh, to share with us? Maybe some uh, latest news or something going on? Uh, it's anything there in the pipeline? Yes, Nick, there's a lot going on always. Uh, a couple of things come to mind. Firstly, our Australian government uh, wishes to explore the idea of giving New Zealanders who might be residing in Australia uh, the right to vote. Uh, this strikes me as being rather bizarre because they are citizens of New Zealand and by all means let them vote in New Zealand elections even though they may be here for uh, family reasons or to work. Mm-hmm. But to give, uh, to give foreign citizens the right to vote in Australia is a most strange thing. So that's the first thing I'd like to say. The second one is that uh, there's some talk, again coming from the federal government, to not have the image of King Charles on the $5 note. So uh, it's clear from the Royal Australian Mint already that as of next year, we'll be seeing uh, the King of Australia, to give him his appropriate title, Mm -hmm. we'll be seeing him on all of the coins. But uh, there's some question as to whether his image will be on the $5 note. Again, this strikes me as being rather bizarre. It's always been our custom to have the the king or the queen uh, have their image on the lowest denomination banknote. Uh, and yet, really, what could be described only as republicanism by stealth mm. is happening as we consider the suggestion by the federal government that maybe we won't have King Charles on the $5 note. So um, I have... Uh, made commentary in the media about that. That's one of the good things about the media is that we can give input. Mm. And of course, we could give thanks for this uh, this excellent radio station, which is part of the media. So um, hopefully media coverage, and I've spoken on, uh, on secular radio about this matter just as recently as last evening, uh, but hopefully media coverage on that will cause the federal government to think twice about its... Uh, recommendation, so to speak, to mm. not have King Charles on the $5 night. Right. Well, look, uh, David, uh, lots of things going on right now in the world, you know, uh, lots of uh, unusual things <laughs> happened. Um, I mean, just to to mention that, uh, you know, Italy uh, has for the first time um, Prime Minister a female, the first time, and you know what, uh, uh, really caught my attention. I mentioned this already during the week, you know, a little bit, but I want to see how you um, see that. Uh, she vows to protect God, family, country. I mean, there are good things there to protect family, to protect country. That's the call for a leader, a politic- political figure. But how can you protect God? I'm trying to get my head around a little bit. I, uh, I haven't quite, um, um, yeah, Grasp yes, it, what, what she was going to say. But yeah, I would like to hear what's your uh, yeah, opinion. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, well, it's rare to have such good news, but the uh, the new Prime Minister there of Italy is a very keen Christian person, a very pro-life, pro-family. Mm-hmm. And in relation to protecting God, I think the idea there is it's really protecting uh, people's right to believe in God and to trust in God and to express their views about God. Mm-hmm. It's most unfortunate that there's such a contraction on free speech. The The media is now increasingly hesitant to 
uh, allow people to put forth their Christian views, unfortunately. It's as though Christianity is regarded now as being uh, an irksome and bothersome and even dangerous um, set of values, and uh, that's not the case at all. Uh, Christianity has proven itself to be a a wonderful means by which the, the world is transformed by the gospel of Christ and a recognition of his claims over all the institutions and values of society. So uh, hopefully there'll be a, a wonderful reformation going on in Italy as mm. a result of this uh, lady coming into the position of Prime Minister. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everyone hopes uh, for the best. You know, uh, uh, Giorgia Meloni, uh, she's um, the leader of the Brothers for uh, Italy, party. Yeah. And this being yeah. considered, uh, if I could say that, uh, kind of a bit of, a, uh, you know, some people may say even a bit of an extremist kind of group um, coming from the, you know, what's in the politics like uh, left center or what's that? Uh, I'm not very good with that. Uh, yes, the word fascism is used. Uh, mm. She's been accused of being a fascist. Mm-hmm. Now she mm-hmm. says, look, she uh, she absolutely says what she believes. She's a straight shooter, so to speak, mm-hmm. and she said that if she was a fascist, she would say so, and she says that she is not a fascist, and I think that someone uh, of her forthright manner uh, can be absolutely believed on that. So she's, she's no hard right uh, kind of a person, mm. or hard left for that matter, depending on where you might fit fascism, but she, she's not a fascist. She's a family woman, a woman of faith, and uh, a believer in God. Mm. And um, also, you know, uh, by uh, declaring those things, you know, as I mentioned before, to protect, you know, family, country and those things. And, you know, you have on your heart, you know, when we talk about family, how important it is to to have a voice, you know, to be protected. And uh, the politicians support um, uh, her as a committed and up, uh, up, upholding, you know, to the values of, uh, as I mentioned, God, family, country, as European leaders increasingly em- embrace uh, cosmopolitan and secular values of, um, um, you know, supranational, uh, you know, uh, organizations in like the mm-hmm. European Union. Um, Yeah, I think she brings, she wants to bring something different and I, uh, I'm curious or, you know, uh, we'll see what happens, you know, how she will fit into the, uh, all the political, uh, um, you know, uh, um, circle. Yeah, yeah, time will tell. Yeah, I thought, yeah, time will will tell, but uh, changes, changes in the political world, uh, David, changes in all aspects, like financially and so on, we witness really some um, turbulence times in uh, in these days, and we yeah. are hoping for the best. You know, we can um, mm. we can get from anything. You know, but yeah, that's just a little bit of uh, news. Um, um, now, my dear friend, listening today to Faith FM Drive Time BQ and would like to draw your attention uh, from the beginning to the book which we have prepared for you. And this is called Screen Deep because we are talking on this aspect of media and uh, digital media and whatever is uh, included here. And this book, it's a wonderful uh, one, in particular also designed for young adults because I believe the young adults are really caught into this um, um, virtual life which, uh, you know, media can offer, or I mean, internet, social media I'm talking about. 
And this book is uh, yours today. You just need to send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one with the code SA seventy four. Now, when you send that message to us, please don't uh, use other words. Just put that code SA seventy four. But we'll really appreciate if you send us a text message just to share with us some of your thoughts. A separate uh, text message. And uh, share your uh, thoughts and your opinion in regard to even the question which we are going to look into with David a little bit more. Um, how do I grow in media responsibility? Because the other day we just address uh, this question. How do I guide my children through the media jungle? I think we have a big responsibility as, uh, as citizens to guide the young ones and to help them to grow in, in a good way. Now, uh, David, uh, coming back to you, uh, what would you like to say, first of all, uh, to this question, uh, how do I grow in media responsibility? Yes, Nick, as God's people, we have a responsibility to make sure we are careful about what goes into our bodies. Uh, now, we're all being taught to eat well, and that's a wonderful thing. But what goes into the eyes, what goes into the ears, what goes into the heart, uh, we need to make sure there that we don't poison ourselves and goodness me, what a world we live in now. Can you imagine starting off, uh, you know, my heart goes out to young couples uh, having kids and, and raising them in this current circumstance. Every day seems to get more challenging for families. Mm. And the, the, uh, the media seems to be getting darker and darker and increasingly full of, of just rubbish that is poisoning the minds of our children. So we need to be very vigilant, not just for the sake of children, but for our own sakes as well. Sure. To make sure that we are focusing on what is good. You know, the the Apostle Paul said that we should focus on whatever is good and right and lovely. And uh, wonderfully, uh, King David in uh, Psalm uh, 101 says, uh, I will set before my eyes no vile thing. Mm. And yet increasingly the media is being saturated with images and concepts which are vile. So we, we absolutely need to really wake up here to really have a discerning mind and a discerning heart to know whether whether this is good for us or whether this is harmful. And if it's not good, we should really shut it down. Uh, and we should also be very careful, especially parents raising their children and grandchildren, is to help those young people not simply be protected from harm, but to understand the danger of the harm mm. so that when, after we're, we're long gone, you know, you think of, of, of grandparents encouraging their grandchildren, you know, those, those grandparents might, might only have another 20 or 30 years or something and then they won't be around to, to uh, make decisions on behalf of those children who will have grown up by that point anyway. But rather we want to equip them to be managing the, their own lives and making wise decisions which are on, honouring to God. Yes. Uh, the other day I was just talking to Fabiano, another co-host we had uh, yesterday here on the radio, and he mentioned uh, Silicon Valley and uh, those people who are involved with uh, with this, um, that they protect their children. They will uh, not allow them to to be exposed, you know, to the social media as yes. many Children, many young people are exposed, you know, for very early age, uh, David. I've seen myself, uh, you know, two, three years old, uh, you know, have the gadget in the hands and 
managing to start what he wants to watch. Mm. And I believe yeah, that's well, very, right. very dangerous, you know. And yeah, I, I don't want to be um, alarmist, but I think we need to take some uh, good positions because media can be used wonderfully, you know, in yeah. um, in all aspects, you know, even in mm-hmm. in um, talking about God or uh, other, yeah. other things can be used. Well, I'm not, I don't have anything against it, but uh, we need to be aware of the fact that danger can come true and the enemy of God, Satan and enemy of each one of us, you know, he will do everything what he can to trap yeah. us. Mm. This is true. And you mentioned Silicon Valley, of course, the invention of the mobile phone is uh, a remarkable thing, a very useful tool. But uh, it's funny. I, I seem really to use my mobile phone to make phone calls. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm using it to listen to YouTube clips I'm taking photographs with it. I'm writing notes on there. I'm even editing videos on my phone. I, I rarely use it as a phone. But uh, the the way in which the mobile phone is now basically a computer in the hand, it's, it's a link to the internet in the hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many kids these days have got mobile phones. Uh, I've noticed this um, in my dealings with uh, school students, that many of them increasingly are falling asleep uh, during the day. It's because they're staying up late and they're texting their friends and they're watching stuff online and um, it's just relentless. So whenever there's a technological change, there's got to be a matching wisdom or a matching theology so that we can wisely use that and it will be our servant and not our master. But the... The mobile phone enables, and you mentioned soft pornography, well, you, mm. you mentioned hard pornography as well, for that matter, mm. but um, the, the mobile phone is, um, is, the, is the most uh, clever way by which the devil uh, is destroying marriages and families because we, we have not sanctified the use of the device. We have basically uh, opened up our homes and our hearts and our eyes to influences that come in, and uh, sometimes you can just be quite innocently googling something, and suddenly the stuff pops up, and before you, before you realise, you, you you've got that image in your mind, mm. and and once once that image goes into your mind, it's very hard to get it out again. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, we we don't we're not being supported in the family by the providers of internet services which could easily filter, but they generally don't. And our governments have let us down enormously because they don't require the filtering of the internet. And um, so what that means is that we've, we're, we're now basically abandoning our children to their autonomy when it comes to these devices, it's not just mobile phones, it's also tablets and, um, and PCs, uh, which are also, um, you know, notebook computers. They're also very small, very portable Um, and uh, young people have got them in their bedrooms or in the school playgrounds uh, surreptitiously or secretly, even though mobile phones are usually banned from the school playground. But they're just everywhere. Uh, you know, you, we, we've even got them on our, our wrists now. We used to have watches on our wrists. Now we've got these devices on our on our uh, Smart wrists. watches. <laughs> so, yeah, these smart watches. So uh, God help us. Yes, now indeed, uh, David, that's so true. And the reason we are talking about these things because, uh, you know, we live in a very fast 
times, you know, society. And uh, but parents are busy with all sorts of things, and it's very easy to just uh, throw in the hands of a young one a device, you know, and to give you a bit of space or whatever. But now I think we're learning that um, this makes a tremendous impact in the life of the young ones, which you may not recognize straight away mm. there, but later on, and I'm, you know, I'm hesitant a little bit to say this, but I was just talking to a friend of mine having uh, some serious issues, you know, with one of their child, you know, and actually being in hospital right now, just because of, you know, uh, thinking that, okay, let's give freedom to them, allow them to do yeah. that, what will not harm them. But now we can see the effects and uh, it's very hard to stop like a big wave. It's very hard mm. to stop. You know, we need to do it whatever we can now to uh, not to find ourselves uh, in a very dangerous places, you know, later mm. on. I, I'm just thinking, David, uh, and I wonder what you would like to say on this. Just looking in the Bible, for example, in Romans chapter 7, uh, Apostle Paul is talking about something uh, Quite interesting, and I'm not sure if uh, you'll have, uh, or our listeners maybe have uh, even a more modern uh, translation, uh, probably will uh, be worded a bit different, but I'll read just a couple of uh, verses here, and we can comment on this, uh, uh, David. In verse 15, for example, he says, I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And verse 16, if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. And continues, you know, you can read this uh, passage even up to uh, verse 23. What uh, I'm trying to get out of this passage, David, is that we should not be too sure of ourselves to say, you know what, ah, okay, I can watch this and I do this, will not affect me. Uh, Paul is trying to say that with the mind, he said in other parts, I try to do the good thing, but this flesh, it's weak, mm. <laughs> you know, and we probably need to put some barriers. We need to put some measures in place to protect ourselves. That's what we have yeah. all sorts of laws in society, you know, to protect ourselves, not to let ourselves just fully open. Yeah, What's your, what are your thoughts on this, David? Yes. Well, Jesus uh, famously said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we have been, as Christians, we have been reconstituted because of our faith in Christ. We have uh, the heart of flesh to replace the heart of stone. But our difficulty is living out the Christian faith, uh, allowing the indwelling Holy Spirit to have his his reign and rule in our lives. And we all struggle with this. We're, we're all on a pilgrimage, a, mm. a journey of faith, and we're learning to walk. And the Bible says not to grieve the Holy Spirit, so it's up to us. So this is where decision-making is so important. And part of the challenge that we have in dealing with the media is the images and the ideas that come bombarding at us. And the smart approach, I think, is that we will make a decision that we won't watch certain things. So, no, I'm not going to look at that. And it's not just a, a matter of our own sort of private decision to do that, but rather that we can work together as God's people and we can have a common standard of belief and say, we agree, all of us, don't we, that we won't be looking at pornography Mm. and we won't be, you know, we're going to mind our own business and we're going to reserve ourselves for our marriage partner and we're not going to have these other images uh, floating around that we've seen in magazines or 
or uh, on videos or something. So uh, very important that we uh, that we respond to the gift of salvation, the free gift of salvation, uh, whereby we are made right with God through belief in Jesus and receiving him as our saviour and Lord and allowing his Holy Spirit to indwell us. And then for us to respond to that, to, shall we say, unpackage the gift of God, the free gift of God. Uh, and like any gift, if we, if we don't want to receive it, then uh, it's no good to us. But if we, if we respond to that gift, by training ourselves and sharpening our, our wits and working in partnership with one another, then that's a wonderful way by which we can uh, walk on the Christian pathway. Absolutely, absolutely right. Now, uh, again, uh, reminding our listeners, if you join us uh, maybe later, we are um, talking under this uh, theme, uh, the Bible and the media in the post-biblical culture. And today we are looking at this uh, question, how do I grow in media responsibility? We looked at uh, some of serious questions during the week in previous programs, like how do I guide my children through media jungle or uh, Uh, what about uh, mild violence and uh, soft porn and uh, coming through uh, through social media in um, in yeah, exposing our young ones and not only young ones because even men and women everyone it's uh, it's vulnerable to this aspect. Uh, David, I'm going to take a short break here, play a song. And uh, we'll be back um, after the song. Just before I do that, I will um, again mention the book which we have uh, uh, for you today, a free offer. The book is called Screen Deep. And uh, this book explores everything from American Idol to People magazines, you know, revealing all sorts of um, aspects of consumerism, celebrities, obsession, greed, and so on and so forth. Uh, Whatever you are on the high end of the spectrum for media consumption or completely unplugged, and electronically baffled, uh, you'll appreciate this uh, very good uh, book talking about the uh, you know contemporary media and culture with a Christian perspective. Screen Deep takes a closer look at the uh, impiled message that popular culture propels into our world today. Please uh, send us a text message with the code SA74 to 04888881 and our friendly robot will take you through from there to organize this book to come to you. But right now we have a song prepared for you. God leads us along. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is uh, David Delima from Family Voice Australia. David, that was a wonderful song uh, sang by uh, Forbes Family God leads us, leads us along. And uh, yeah, during this program, um, David and listener, uh, we want to uh, talk about uh, how God wants to lead in our life and how God has an answer to many things which we may struggle with. And sometimes we're running um, to and fro and we don't find answers and we feel uncomfortable. But, you know, we need to give ourselves to God. If you haven't experienced this, I will encourage you to uh, just pray a simple prayer to God and ask Him for help and you'll see uh, the difference. I can tell you that uh, myself when I was involved in show business and uh, uh, running far away from God, I thought I know everything. Uh, but you know, when God touched my heart, my life was different. And I've been changed and I'm able to cope with a lot of things which probably before I was not able to. And that's just a little bit of encouragement for um, anyone, for all of us, to to give a chance to God to make uh, make the difference in our life. Now, David, just before the break, we yeah we talk a little bit about this question about how do I grow in media responsibility, and we recognize that indeed uh, media plays a big role in shaping uh, the culture yes. and the life of each one of us. Um, and it's important to be responsible. It's important to uh, realize what's the, um, you know, the danger. Uh, but I like to look also a little bit more into another passage of the Bible, um, David, if you, if you don't mind. And I'm thinking about Acts chapter 19. And I'll pick up on verse 19, but you can read this in the context, my dear friend, listening today. In verse 19, it says this, Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totally... Um, Total 50,000 pieces of silver. Back in those days, David, that was a huge amount of money. Yeah, any thoughts on this uh, passage? Because what I want to, uh, to bring out of this is that sometimes you need to take very radical measures if you cannot control certain things. Yes, this is very true, and particularly for people who are new to the faith, I think, mm. coming into the faith for the first time, it's uh, it's very helpful to make a clean break from past practices, from witchcraft, and from uh, looking at materials which are, uh, which are demonic or which are full of uh, superstition and magic and such like, but also things which are anti-family. So mm. you've mentioned pornography. We've discussed that briefly. The, um, the, the role of the media in, um, in, in shaping the family is, is very, very profound. It's such a tragedy that when 
that so many of the um, television licenses, for example, were up for grabs uh, in the um, in the early 1950s. Mm-hmm. That Christian pe- Christian people didn't grab the opportunity to ensure that this new new technology of television uh, would be harnessed for good. And so, unfortunately, we, we've vacated the field and uh, left secular forces to grab those television licenses and radio licenses, for that matter. Mm. Now, th- things have changed somewhat since then, and one of the great advantages of the internet, of course, is that it's um, it, it enables anyone to put up anything, and that means that good people can put up good things. So we we are not... Uh, shall we say, uh, restricted by the media. Uh, we don't have to watch TV. And increasingly young people, uh, I find this remarkable, but increasingly young people are not watching TV. Mm-hmm. They, they're they uh, they're watching YouTube or they're on Facebook or uh, Instagram and so on. They're communicating with their friends. Um, so I, I never thought we'd see the day when, when young people would be watching less TV than in a previous generation. But... Um, that passage you've mentioned is, is very valuable because it, it makes clear the importance of what the Bible calls repentance. Mm. And interestingly, the message of Jesus and before him, John the Baptist, was one which had a strong emphasis on the word repentance. And we don't use that word repentance very much in our modern culture, mm. uh, but it really is a very valuable word. It means to turn around and go the other way. Uh, to be changed in one's thinking and in one's behaviour. So uh, as those early Christians there in the New Testament era were coming to faith, they they could see the need to repent, and so they turned away from their wrongdoing, and they, they did so not privately but publicly. This was a public burning of books mm. to, the tune, to the tune of 50,000 drachma and a lot of money. And it, it really meant that uh, I, you know, if I was there and I'm burning the books that, that I've had, and the materials that I've had, which I which I now renounce, I'm doing so publicly. And uh, how valuable it is when we when we are public about our faith and mm. our convictions. Mm. And so, you know, it's a matter of confessing the name of Christ before men. If we confess His lordship before men, then He will confess us before God, His Father. So, um, a very important Christian concept of of owning our faith and letting it shape our behavior, not just privately, but publicly. That's so true, David. And, uh, you know, looking again at that passage, what I, uh, what crossed my mind, you know, is that um, sometimes, yeah, you take, you need to take those measures. Uh, keep in mind, there may be people who are uh, addicted to some of the things presented in uh, social media and things like that. It's not easy to just uh, go along with those things. You need to take sometimes those measures to cut off those things from your sight. And that's uh, this uh, what these people, uh, they did. They could have said, hey, uh, I don't believe anymore in sorcery or this and that, uh, but somebody else probably have a need of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, they were uh, committed to put an end to the evil thing there. And uh, that's what I'll encourage, actually, each one of us, parents and even the young people. If you struggle with something, um, y- there are so many things to put in place, good things, you know. As I said, uh, I came across yeah, quite a few situations with young people being involved in uh, 
um, and um, um, overwhelmed with uh, the messages and the videos, images, and all those things from the media that they are not yes. thinking correctly. They are not themselves anymore. And to That's be able right. to the, come up... Uh, yes, yes, David. Yes, the, the, the problem of, uh, of pornography especially is one which is so debilitating. Mm-hmm. It often becomes an addiction and people uh, become obsessed and then never satisfied with what they've got mm-hmm. available to see. Mm-hmm. They then can move into uh, more severe forms, uh, violent pornography, and then uh, in the worst situations, it could be uh, child pornography yeah. and also um, uh, torture of, of uh, children, uh, images of that. So uh, you'd, you'd hate to be a police officer these days and have to deal with this sort of rubbish. Uh, mm. It's just, it must be so mentally uh, and spiritually stressing for the police officers to deal with. But um, our, our culture is just awash with pornography and it's going from bad to worse. And um, the and this is this is what happens when we when we don't control the media, when when we don't control our lives. Uh, how tragic that is, because of course God has designed the human beings to be male and female to come together in marriage mm. to enjoy God's gift of sexuality in the right context. Um, but this is being destroyed. Uh, relationships are being destroyed, and. It's not just pornography, it's also just attitudes in the media that are conveyed through the sitcoms that people watch. And um, I, I've noticed this a few years ago, that you can, you can, you can watch a, a TV show for the first time and be shocked and horrified by it and offended by it. But then after you've watched two or three episodes, you start to enjoy it. Yes. And uh, we become so, in, so increasingly... Desensitized. Correct. So uh, it's so important that we that we kind of slap ourselves out of our stupor, and that we 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 call things for what they are, call them out, mm. and remind one another and challenge one another. Um, there was a, a wonderful scheme a few years ago in Australia. It's uh, it's now um, suffered demise, but uh, it used to be called the Clean Shops Campaign. Mm-hmm. And you could go, you'd go into a shop which was part of this clean shops campaign and know that there'd be no pornography, uh, available there or on display. Um, and, um, uh, that was a, that was a wonderful movement about 30 years ago, but it, uh, it fell into disuse for some reason. Right. Uh, I'd love to, I'd love to see a, a no gambling, um, uh, <laughs> scheme because, um, uh, you, you can't go into a newsagent now without being exposed to perhaps multiple multiple forms of gambling. It's just right there in your face, even mm. in supermarkets. Mm. So, and, and the media is used uh, for ill that way because you've got these um, gambling opportunities on the screen in the supermarket. Uh, so it's just absolutely in your face. We we need to to re- reassert control over the media so that it will be a useful tool and not something that's strangling us. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, David, I'm I'm going to take another short break here and play another beautiful song I have prepared and um, I'd like to um, draw the attention again of our listener to the book which we have for today. It's called uh, Screen Deep by uh, Scott Moncrief. 
And um, this book, it's a wonderful uh, one, even for young adults. Uh, even if you don't, if you think that you may not have a need of this one, we offer this uh, to you. Think of some young ones which can uh, benefit of it. And um, the code is SA74. You need to send this code through a text message to 04888880811. Right now, another good song, um, Same God. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. The same God who makes the planet spin Tells the tide when it should rise Put the color in my eyes The same God who makes the seasons change Knows the number of the stars Every secret in my heart All my doubts All my questions In every fear I have About what might happen You're the same
Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is David Delima from Family Voice Australia. Again, David, that was a beautiful song by uh, mm-hmm. Hannah Care, uh, uh, reminding us that God is the same. Uh, God is the same God, powerful God. We serve an amazing God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, we are encouraged to appeal to God and to ask yeah. him to deal with our weaknesses, with our problems we have. And, um, yeah, talk to him as to a friend. Now, what I would like in the next few minutes, uh, David, I will, I will come back to you. Uh, just if you have to say something in, in regard to the song, but I just want to say that um, in the next few minutes, I would like to also talk a little bit about the uh, power of uh, accountability. Because, you know, we mentioned the passage in Acts 19, 19, when uh, people came with their sorcery books and all those things, and they burn it in public. That's a form of accountability, you know, yeah. because then uh, you cannot go back to things, you know, <laughs> in the same way, because you have some people uh, try to hold you accountable. And I believe this is very important to be intentional to find a partner uh, mm. who can keep you accountable. And I will say even if I could go a bit further, in families, too often you find in between the, the couple that they have differences. You know, they uh, one says to do this, to educate and teach children, and the other one says the other thing, you know. I think we need to be supportive of each other and also accountable. But yeah, before you answer to maybe to this one, did you want to say something in regard to the song? or? Yes, I was just going to reflect uh, that God is indeed the same uh, today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And yet, unfortunately, in the media, we're driven by innovation, by fads and fetishes, new ways of doing things. And what we are doing, and this kind of even relates back to the, the question of the image of King Charles on the money, is that we, we're, we're really saying in our culture, well, you know, we've done that before traditionally, but we don't have to do that the same way. We can do things differently. Now, some things should be done differently, of course, and progress is a good thing. But the character of God is unchanging, and the institution of family and of church and of the nation is an unchanging reality, mm. uh, marriage especially. Uh, and yet, of course, we've redefined marriage now, uh, and yet that is that is to contradict this notion that God is the same uh, today, yesterday, and tomorrow, mm. because... Uh, he, at the beginning, made humanity male and female. And when we think about those books that were burned there in uh, the early church, those, those were pagan books, um, ungodly resources. Mm. Uh, they, they were superstitious and full of witchcraft. And that's, that's really saying to people, never mind that, we, that we've been raised in, in good godly contexts. Uh, here's something new to tickle our ears. And so... Unfortunately, the, the Bible speaks also about uh, about evildoers inventing ways of doing evil. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, here, here we see innovation going in the wrong way. It's not progress, it's regress. Uh, and it is contradicting the notion of the, uh, of the timeless nature of God and the timeless nature of the values that he's given to us. Mm. So and turning to this matter of accountability, you're absolutely right, we... We need to, to restore to our churches and to our communities uh, this, this notion of social contract or agreement 
So it used to be that kids would go to Cubs and, and Girl Guides and there'd be, there'd be an agreement. Uh, there'd be a uniform. There'd be a, a, a code of conduct that would bind them together. And largely this was done under the supervision of the churches. Mm. So I recall as a boy going to the Cub Scouts and it was, it was run by Christian people and we would connect with the local church that we met in the, in the church hall. So this notion of accountability, it, it can be, it can be impressed upon children through, through, uh, groups, youth groups, Christian youth groups. Uh, unfortunately we've rather secularized things like the Girl Guides and the Boy Scouts, but there's no reason why they can't be reformed. Mm. And they and they are teaching children from a young age about accountability, that this is the uniform we all wear. This is the these are the principles that we all share. This is the church that we all go to on church parade. And uh, so you're absolutely right. We need to restore accountability um, and we can do it through youth groups, we can do it in church, we can do it in marriage. Uh, we can do it through any association that we belong to. Uh, and um, ha- how wonderful that would be if we could restore some of those institutions which have served us so well in our culture. Absolutely. Absolutely right, uh, David. Hey, uh, our time is uh, up for today, David. was uh, wonderful uh. To, um, uh, to be able to talk to you uh, on these aspects. And uh, as you mentioned before, you are... Um, uh, involve a lot into uh, you know bringing these uh, serious issues you know to to the surface you know to let people know you have a lots of uh, connections with people and as you said you uh, broadcasting on different um, stations and uh, uh, sharing with people i believe it's important today to be responsible um, you know in regard to the media uh, today and uh, yeah, take what is good again. What the Bible says, you know, and uh, leave aside what's not good. And I think that was wonderful to be able to talk about these things. I wonder if you could uh, just close with a short prayer, uh, David. Yes, I'd love to. Uh, Father, I commit to you each one of the listeners and people have tuned in today. It's not by for no reason, but because in your sovereign purpose, you've allowed that to happen. And I do pray a blessing upon all of our listeners. If any of them are not yet in Christ, I do pray that you, through your Holy Spirit, will reveal yourself to each of those listeners and that uh, we can respond by professing faith in Jesus. Lord, save me. Those are the the, the three simple words that any of us uh, can and, and should utter. Lord, save me. And we thank you for the opportunity to repent of our mm. sins, of our wrongdoings. And uh, some of us need to repent of the things that we're putting into our hearts and minds. So help us, give us the courage we need and the resolve. We thank you for the possibility of accountability. And we do pray that all of us will be accountable to others, that we would agree together about what we know to be right and wrong, to agree about what we will put into our homes, into our families. We thank you for that uh, statement by King David in the Psalms. I will set before my eyes no vile thing. And I do pray for each of the listeners that sometimes in in the privacy uh, of uh, various circumstances we're in, that we will have the discipline Mm. to know that you are watching and that we have made agreements one with another, that we will set before our eyes no vile thing. 
And we do pray for the mainstream media that it would become the vessel which you intend it to be, which is to promote what is good and right, what blesses families, the sharing of the gospel, and the commendation of everything that will bless and enrich our culture. We pray, pray for Faith FM that it will continue its journey to share the gospel of Jesus and all of his claims and promises and blessings. So hear our prayer, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, David. You are listening today to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and David Delima from Family Voice Australia. Please join us again next time because we are continuing kind of this uh, on this aspect, making sense of conspiracy theories. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. My heart are just borrowed